Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Hey, I'm Ray. And I'm Dean. And we're from Joy Breakfast. We hope you enjoy this Joy podcast. You're on Joy Breakfast with Rach and Dean. It's 10 minutes past eight. And we love each and every month getting Marissa from Second Chance Animal Rescue to come on in as we dive into chats about our furry, fluffy, sometimes feathery, friendly pets. Hello, my lovely. Hello. Now, this month we're talking about the pros and cons of desexing our mm. pets um, as well as be introduced to our gorgeous pet of the month. But, you know, desexing. Surely there's only pros when it comes to desexing our pets. Look, aka not having unwanted yeah, babies. Yes. Are there other pros though? There's definitely lots. So I guess when it comes to desexing your pets, desexing can improve their overall overall health and give your pet the best chance at a happy and long life. There's so many different pros. There are definitely some cons. I guess it's a surgery. At the end of the day, there's always a risk with any anesthetic. I've got a question. So why why does desexing help mm-hmm. with longer life for pets? Yeah, so it's a really good question. So first of all, desexing um, means that you can avoid lots of different health problems when it comes okay. to your pet. So that's ah. the first thing. So things associated with breeding, so problems such as mammary and ovarian cancers ah, definitely yeah, reduce with desexing. Um, there's def- there's a, a infection in the uterus called pyometra that is very common. Approximately 25% of entire female dogs will develop a pyometra and it's a life-threatening condition if not found in time and ends up in an emergency surgery so definitely more important to get that done sooner it saves you money it saves the animal's life i just thought it was always about stopping them from shagging everything yeah oh they still shag yeah oh they still shag but knowing that this that's a really important i've never Mm. in my life known that that's the reason yeah well look different things testicular cancer with male Mm. dogs so many uh, prostate cancers it, it avoids so many different diseases So many pros, but so surely the only people who shouldn't be desexing their pets are legally registered breeders, yeah. right? Look, if you are a registered breeder who really cares for their pets and does everything by the book, yes, I guess that is the one reason. Um, the other reason, I guess, that you could say that desexing your pet is something that you should avoid is if your vet believes that your pet is too old and they are physically not well enough to desex, then maybe putting them through that procedure could be uh, be a negative but in most cases I mean at our clinic we dissect animals you know that are still quite senior mm. it's just about doing it safely as I said there's always a risk with any anesthetic but taking those extra precautions like putting them on fluids doing pre-anesthetic blood tests all those sort of things helps I have a really interesting question Hit me. kind of left a field I have a friend <laughs> who has a Boston terrier mm-hmm. she's very tiny for a Boston yep. and she never went on heat yep. so my friend hasn't gotten a desex sure. because she's never gone on heat weird would it still be in her best interest to Mm. get her desexed because of the things like the cancers and that sort of stuff first of all that's strange it is so So she's very small she was the runt and like 
very delayed yeah. um, growth. So getting that dog vet checked, first of all, would be my main concern, making sure that there's no underlying issues that is stopping your dog not being on heat. That's a normal part of the process. It should happen. Um, but then I guess desexing that dog would be very important because even though she's not going on to heat, it doesn't mean that she's still not uh, likely to get things like mammary cancers and things like mm. that, you know. So it's one of these things that is definitely still a positive I always wonder when it comes to desexing whether or not people are all for it or the guys bringing their pets are freaking out. <laughs> so we're going to dive into this a little bit more yeah. uh, because we all love to look after our pets and make sure they're happy and healthy. We're talking desexing with Marissa from Second Chance Animal Rescue. Ooh. You're on Joy Brecky. Joy. It is quarter past eight for your Monday morning and we have Marissa from Second Chance Animal Rescue in the studio and we're talking about to desex or not to desex. That is the question. We're talking about it for your pets, by the way, not for anyone else, <laughs> uh, just to make it very clear. I don't think it's called the same thing when it's a human. You're I not desexing so. a human. I know, I know. But you know when we suddenly start talking about it, sometimes the guys in the room just cross their <laughs> legs and go, oh, what's going on? Now, speaking of uh, crossing your legs, there, there are certain people who really like the aesthetic of, mm-hmm. for example, bulldogs with big balls. Yep. Now, for those, <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. I, I get it. It, it, it absolutely is. I just didn't know how you were going to get us there and you just <laughs> rammed it straight in. Bulldogs. Um, <laughs> big balls. And they do. They do tend to have quite large. They do. For such small dogs, they just yeah. hang out there. So aesthetically... <laughs> What well, can they do? Yeah. If they're like it's okay. in it's in their dog's best okay. interest, right? All right. I was ready for this question. I was sure you were going to go there today. So I found um, some information on this. So there is one thing that you can do. So if you like the look of balls and you need to get your pet desex, which everybody should, um, there is definitely something you can do. It's nothing that we have done at our clinic before, <laughs> but um, there is a thing called neuticles. So Wait, neuticles. Neuticles. Oh God, Instead of it. testicles, they are called neuticles. So essentially they are implants that are made out of a silicon or a, a product like silicon that take the place of a testicle. I just love, I wonder who this is really for. Yeah, whether it's, well, I love that it exists, but also whether it's for the pet or for the owner to feel a little bit better. I found a fantastic little quote on the internet. It's, well, a little sentence. It says, Nuticles allow your precious pet to retain their natural look, self esteem, and aids the pet and pet owners with trauma associated to desexing. Yeah, the pet owner's trauma. Pet owner has trauma, but not necessarily the pet. Because really, when we think about this, I mean, you know, a pet's not looking in the mirror going, oh, no. I could lose a few pounds. Like, yeah, maybe my, my balls could be bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, not exactly. the way they're going. But when we think about desexing, a lot of people do – how do I say what is it like for the animal? Mm. But, you know, what what is the, post, the post-desexing experience? Of course. And that's a really important thing, I guess. At the end at the end of an appointment, at the, when you pick up your pet for desexing appointments, uh, the nurse or the vet should go through some information about how to look after your pet post-surgery, right? Mm. They should be going home with pain relief. They should be really comfortable. They'll probably have one of those beautiful Elizabethan collar buckets on, you know, the oh, cone of shame. Yes. Um, and Stuff it with 
toys all and then the their things. happiness. Yes. Exactly yeah. right. Peanut butter, all the good stuff. Um, the main thing is looking after them appropriately while they recover. And then after that period, roughly 10 days or so, everything should have healed up nicely and they're back to normal. So as long as there are no complications, which can happen, you know, any surgery can have complications, mm. but most vet clinics are used to dealing with them. Um, it's generally a pretty quick recovery. Awesome. I've gotten through a text message um, from my friend saying, now our my dog Olive has mm-hmm. was told by, hang on, so we were told for Olive by the breeder that we shouldn't get her de-sexed until she's over 12 months because mm-hmm. it decreases the risk of some cancers. Yep. Um, but the vets have been saying that she should be getting it done at six months, yeah. but she's still holding off because of what the breeder said. Yep. What? Where's is there a definite yes, no? It's a really good question, Rach. I guess there's so much information out there. Different people are saying different things, breeders, vets. At the end of the day, I would always go by the vet. The vet has done the study. It's like trusting your friend over a doctor, right? They've done the study. They know, they've read the studies. They they know everything that they need to know about your animal. At the end of the day, yes, there are definitely um, studies out there that show different things about different breeds of dogs, especially with purebred dogs, Mm. different sizes of dogs, when to de-sex. And that's a whole nother conversation. I think I'm coming from an animal welfare perspective. At the end of the day, we see animals dying in pounds every single day, right? So at the end of the day, we want to reduce that. We want to make sure that every pet out there has a long and happy, healthy life, but we want to make sure that there are a lot of animals that get that opportunity, Mm. right? So de-sexing your pet early means that there are so many, there are definitely positives to that. If your own pet um, is, say, a large breed, Great Dane, for, for argument's sake, and they're a pure breed. There are definitely also arguments to say you should wait a little bit longer to avoid issues like skeletal issues, joint issues down the track. The best advice that I can give you is find a vet that you trust Mm. and follow their instruction. Do some research yourself, but then listen to your vet's information. Mm. Brilliant. That's really important. Now to just wrap up this section of our conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, we are talking about a surgery. It can also be really expensive and not everyone can afford to be able to care for their pet in the right way. So what options do they have? So de-sexing, depending on if it's a cat or a dog, can range anywhere from, say, 200 to $800, right? Not everybody has that in their pocket no. lying mm. around. So you may put it off and put it off and then guess what? Your pet's pregnant. You know, there's mm. so many different things that can happen. And then you have to pay for an abortion. Well, we, potentially, yes. There's all you have to go through the, the the pregnancy and then there's so many different complications mm-hmm. that yeah. can happen. Yeah. Or you've got 13 dogs and, yeah. then what? Yeah. and then what? So there are different options, Dean. Things like payment plans with your vet clinic. We spoke about this last month. I forget yeah. every time yeah. that that exists and I love you mentioning it yeah, each and every time. Most vet clinics have it, and if they don't, find another one. Mm. Um, there's de-sexing programs. So we've just finished ours, but for the last month, we've been doing $50 cat de-sexings. Oh, that's great. Wow. Right? You, you, most people can afford that, and if you can't, borrow it off someone. Or, again, payment plans. There are different options. So find, call around. Find out who's got specials on. Speak to your counsel as well. Sometimes they have de-sexing vouchers. There are lots of different I love options. this. This is yeah. great. De-sexing your pet is important not only for the health of your pet, but for the entire community and the pounds and all of the different things. Well, after this song, we are going to find out about our pet of the month who clearly wasn't desexed because she's had <laughs> she some babies of her own. Mm-hmm. But we're going to hear all about Penny after I'm That Girl. This is Bex. You're on Joy Breakfast with Rach and Dean. Joy. 
It's 24 minutes past eight. You're on show Brecky with Rach and Jean, and we've got Marissa from Second Chance Animal Rescue with us this morning, and it's time for... Da-da-da. Our pet of the month. Meow. Tell, <laughs> oh, that was cute. Tell us about Penny. Penny. Penny is a gorgeous little cat. She is what I would refer to a chocolate-covered marshmallow. She is absolutely <laughs> adorable. Um, Penny is a domestic short hair. She is about a year, just over a year old, but she's been with us for so long, the poor dear. Oh. Um, she's absolutely beautiful. Not, she's not sitting at the shelter for any reason in particular, just she's been overlooked by all the cute little fluffy kittens. But she is like a chocolate tortoiseshell, um, absolutely beautiful to look at only just over a year when she came in she you want to hear her story actually she was left at our shelter gates in a box with her kittens so sometimes we run out of names so originally she was box mum because we have so many cats that that come in until she found her name so penny is her new name um absolutely beautiful so we don't know why her owner gave her up whether they just couldn't look after her or whatever the reason was but they trusted us and they left her with us um she has been safe ever since um beautiful from the moment she came in her personality is just absolutely gorgeous you look at her she starts she starts purring you touch her coat she's that's bearing. She just does not stop. Well, Lovely. Penny looks like a kitten herself. She does. Yet she's already had a litter of her own. Is she all desexed and healed up now? Absolutely. So she's been desexed, microchip vaccinated, everything is totally fine. So she's ready to find her new home. One good thing is because she's been with us for a little while is we've just started a new program where essentially there's no adoption fee for her. You just donate what you can. Um, same uh, adoption processes apply so that we make sure she goes to a safe and wonderful new home, but any adoption fee will help cover her. So adoption. what kind of home would be good for her? Um, so she's wonderful with other animals. She's wonderful with children. She would love an indoor-only home, one with a comfy couch and lots of love. So a really easy cat. Well, we are going to put the details to the link to Penny on the podcast of today's episode Yay. so that you can find out more if you are perhaps looking for a pet of your own and Penny might have a great home with you. Exactly. As always, there are pets of available to adopt and we urge you to adopt and not shop you can find penny and all the other animals at secondchanceanimalrescue.org.au or through our joy breakfast socials marissa thank you so much for coming in again and all your hard work and dedication we can't wait for you to join us again next month thanks so much guys see you next month see you then you're on joy breakfast with rach and dean Hey, I'm Rach. And I'm Dean. And I hope you enjoyed this little snippet of the fun we bring to air as a part of Joy Breakfast during weekdays. Don't forget to tune in from 7 till 9am or like and subscribe to the Joy Podcast. And keep yourself out loud and proud. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.